Welcome to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. Depending on where you are across our beautiful, blessed country this wonderful morning, you are listening to The Breakfast Show and not with Lyle and Mon this morning, but with Mon and Tara. That's right. Guess Stop who's back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stoked you're here. Lyle is, of course, uh, probably on a plane right now. Yeah, flying over to the States. Winging his way to the Americas. Mm. Lucky duck. He's going to be taking his annual leave, spending time with the in-laws, working on some family projects. We, of course, would be praying for him. Mm, yeah. Keeping him in prayer. That's it. But he has a wonderful time. Yeah, until he gets back, though. You guys are stuck with me. I'm sorry. (laughs) You get to listen to two female voices. (laughs) Yay. We're all very happy to have you on board. In fact, I'm just going to jump right in there and tell you what I'm grateful for straight away. Yes. And I'm grateful that you're here. Oh, I'm grateful to be here, Mon. Even though for a second in this morning, I thought you might (laughs) (laughs) might do a walkout. Yes. Mon tricked me and said that she wasn't coming in because she couldn't find her shoes. And that I had to do the entire show by myself now i wasn't too keen on talking for two hours straight by myself but luckily she was just having a joke and she yeah. did show up for work i was i was walking to work and i thought to myself what can i do to make sure terrence wide awake for the show and i was like i oh, know let me know i'm gonna send her a text until i'm not coming in because i can't find my shoe yeah definitely uh <laughs> gave me almost gave me a heart yeah, attack that, that's right then i got a call from the producer <laughs> <laughs> yes but we are both here and we are both happy to be here and yeah, both happy to have you here. I should That's say. right. And uh, do you know what? If you have something that you're grateful for, and you should have something you're grateful for, there is something new to be grateful for every day. Every day, God has blessed us. Give us a call on one eight hundred Faith FM. I should just text me zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Even message me on Facebook. It's Faith FM Australia. Tell us what you're grateful for. We love hearing about yeah. gratitude. We have a fabulous show coming up today. We do. We have some good news stories about puppies. So if you love love dogs, then you're going to love this show. Yes. And we also have some serious news about child soldiers. Yeah, that was Mm. a really interesting interview Mm. that we had about child soldiers and just um, the extent of what's actually going on in the world. It was really eye-opening for me, Mon. Yeah. And the reason we're saying that we had a great interview is because this is actually the delayed broadcast introduction. So you are listening to a show that was previously recorded might have been yesterday or the day before, might have been a week or so ago. But either which way, do not despair. You can jump across the live show. It's very easy. All you've got to do is go to our website, which is faithfm.com.au and press play on the live stream. Or you can download the TuneIn app. You can download the free version and search for Faith FM Australia. And once again, just press play. That's it. Too and easy. You can plug it into your into you know your aux cable. You can um, listen to it in the car, listen you to it while you're cleaning, it, kitchen, yeah, yeah, while you're cooking. working out. That's it. So it's a great way to listen to the live show where you can like answer the quiz and get prizes and all that kinds of giveaway That's stuff. It. So yeah, join us on the live show. You could see it all made new 
is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy of this? He is. Does the Father truly love us? Does the Spirit Good morning. Is he worthy? I claim yes, he is indeed. This is Mon and Taryn filling in for Lyle on The Breakfast Show. Taryn, Mm. I love a good quiz. I do too. Yeah. Yeah, it challenges me. So, you know, get your thinking caps on. Yeah, even though it's early. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe a little bit early uh, for the thinking caps. But, maybe you know. just shift the sleeping cap over and join the thinking <laughs> cap up on it. <laughs> well, well, we'll start with a hard clue and they'll get easier as time goes on. So, don't feel too okay. bad if you don't get the first one. Go on. But, then. Mon, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Hit me. It's a what book am I? Oh, I love okay. the book ones. What book am I? I tell how the Benjamite man took their... Oh, men, sorry, took their wives from the dancers at Shiloh. I tell how the Benjamite men took their wives from the dancers at Shiloh. Do you have any idea what that's talking about? So there's like a dance happening at Shiloh. Yep. And the Benjamite men turn up and we're like, oh, yeah. And they Mm. nab them. Is that what happened? I don't know this story. 
I what? wonder if Lyle knew this story. I'm sure Lyle would know this story. Hey, Lyle, if you know this story, call us. <laughs> actually, no, don't, because then you can just gloat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, actually, Tam, we've started um, putting up our clues on Instagram. So in, in the song breaks, we actually go ahead and we put like extra clues on our Insta story. That's so, so cool. So people can check our Instagram and get extra clues ahead of I didn't even else. know you guys had Instagram. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay, well, I'm going to go follow you then, <laughs> aren't I? We'll follow you back. <laughs> our Instagram handle is Faith FM Live. It's all one word in lowercase, Faith FM Live. So you'd like to see what happens, you know, the shenanigans on the show. Um, we actually live streamed yesterday, Lyle and I drinking uh, a can oh. of juiced beans. Juiced which, beans? Yeah, it tasted like dog food and That's feet. disgusting. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I was thinking about this last night. It's funny how, you know, you ha- I had to admit that the juiced beans just tasted like beans but in liquid form and somehow just by changing the texture makes it absolutely revolting yeah like it's still the same flavor just yeah. in a different form and how many foods yeah you're gonna do is alter the texture and suddenly yeah, it's that's disastrous it. but i mean i feel like when i eat beans i like we're talking about like black like, beans or kidney beans I, like I, it was it was a tin of butter beans butter beans okay mm. so i feel like when i eat butter beans mm. they're always like in like a nachos mix or something like that yeah. like i rarely <laughs> just get a tin a tin of butter beans <laughs> like <laughs> drain <laughs> the <laughs> juice <laughs> and start eating them well we didn't even drain the juice <laughs> oh you did oh, and we did add a pinch of salt but it didn't really make it much oh, better shame. but yeah tech is it's amazing i think god is so amazing the way that he knew how to create the foods we eat, he knew yeah. that texture would play such a big it part really of does. the appeal of the, you know, how yeah. appetizing it is and how much we enjoy it. And he made it for our enjoyment because he could have well and truly stuck us all on a smoothie diet. That's right. And been like, you don't need the digestive tract. You don't need teeth. None of this, you know, chewing business here. Just suck this out of a straw. You'll be fine. Yeah. But instead he was like, nah, I want you to get pleasure from like almost everything I've created for yeah, you. Yeah. And so it. he made fruity texture. I mean, look how, you know, watermelon is crunchy and crisp. Oh, and, oh so good. You know, zealous also snaps and yeah you know it's great yeah I love that's it. it yeah food is amazing i know right <laughs> are you hungry now <laughs> oh yeah anyway <laughs> p.s if you know the answer to a quiz give us a call <laughs> the it. number is 1-800-FAITH-FM of course it's 1-800-324-843 tell us which book that told the story about the Benjamite men nabbing their wives from the Shiloh dancers. You can text us 0491 Taryn, do you have some good news for me? Because I love good news. I do have good news, Mon. Now, I love animals, if you didn't me know. Me too. Uh, that's just something. I just love them. They're just so innocent and fluffy and cute. And uh-huh. I just love animals. I prefer cats over dogs, but oh. but I, I do love dogs. Mm-hmm. So dogs are pretty cool. Um, last well, I like both, but I'm a dog person. Yeah. And see, I like both too, but I'm a cat person. So it's it's okay because animals are amazing. But you know what? I grew up a cat person and then somehow oh, really? in the middle I switched. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, there you go. Anyway, so I was um, looking through some good news stories this morning, Mon, and I have a theme for us today. It's about rescue dogs. Oh, yes. I love rescue dogs. I love rescuing animals in general. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. for me, like why? Like, I mean, I enjoy 
kittens yeah. but oh, I love yeah. cats too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I would so much rather just go and rescue a kitty that's having a sad life in, a, in the pound do you ever watch those rescue videos on YouTube I do oh man I turned to a blubbering Same. mess like just hand me the tissues and shut the door kind yeah. of thing. Same. don't watch me cr- ugly cry oh, uh-huh. I so understand anyway so I found a story this morning um, and it was about this guy Cooper now he um, was he had cancer and mm-hmm. he was just getting better from cancer. He'd gone through chemo and everything and he was just getting better. And he thought that it, seeing as he was getting a bit better, he needed a companion. And so he went to the, the shelter, his local shelter, and he adopted himself um, a rescue dog called Davos. So Ooh. good old Davos. Um, and so they started like hanging out together. And um, Cooper said that, you know, he attributed heaps of, you know, he just got better super quickly and it just made his recovery time so much more you know f- bearable i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and because of you know his good friend davos as a pup just hanging around and they went for walks together and one day when they were going um for walks they were like they found this golf ball Ooh. and um he realized that davos actually just loved like golf balls and what he ended up doing is he ended up like playing games with him like putting the golf ball under cups and like you know three cups and (laughs) like doing this trick Uh with him and the dog found the golf ball all the time so he had this idea one day that to take davos with him to the golf course Mm -hmm. and to go searching for all of those lost balls like you know how people like hit the balls and it goes out into the bush and they never find them again Uh yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. like me yeah Uh uh-huh yeah and so what they would do is davos would go and um find all of these lost balls and they would end up selling them for i don't know some cheap Uh price like Uh 25 cents or something and then um all of the money that they raised, he put back into the pound in oh, the shelter. so beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, he rescued this dog and then taught him to love golf balls and find golf balls. <laughs> and then he gave all of the money from that back to the shelter. That's such a creative charity. How cool is that? And I think he probably would have gotten a bit more money for them because I was just at the uh, the uh, Maitland showground markets yeah. on Sunday morning yeah. and there was a guy there and all he was selling was all different kinds of golf balls. Really? And he was like asking like a dollar for some of them and wow. I was like wow so he probably could have made a, a good bit of coin yeah yeah especially because if they're straight off the golf course that's like, it you know, pr- pretty good being nick. hit like once yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, once for me anyway <laughs> hit it once so cool. oh, there it goes what a yeah. handy dog but how cool is that so good old shelter dogs you know yeah they're earning their, they're keep, earning and then, their keep and hey. they're helping out other dogs and they're helping out their other brothers and sisters <laughs> in the shelter too what a sweet story so cool you know and there's another story that I have one for you I think if you like that one you'll love this one too oh yeah there was this other dog um oh Millie Sawyer she was a lady and she has saved over close to 70 dogs from being euthanized over Whoa, her life wow I know so she'd like save the dogs at, like the day before or like weeks before they were about to be euthanized mm-hmm. and she would find homes for them mm-hmm. anyway so she um found this dog stitch who was about to be euthanized the next day and she uh, looked at this poor little american chef like he's a stafford yeah, yeah kind stafford, of terrier yeah. thing mm-hmm. so um and he was about to be euthanized the next day and she couldn't help but save him mm-hmm. and so she um took him home and as um, as she got to know him and, like, they just played around and whatever. And I think, she like, she's into dogs and stuff, so she knows all the shows and stuff that are going on. And she decided that um, Stitch was really good at, like, running and jumping and that sort of thing. So she decided to enter him into a show. Um, the sh- like, the, the, the competition thing is um, it's, like, this sport called flyball. 
fly ball sorry okay yeah yeah and so what it is is they they just run this short course um like they have to run and jump over a few things and that sort of thing anyway so she entered um stitch into it and all of a sudden the dog ran the fastest record time ever of like 4.117 seconds wow this course and so like this dog that was about to be euthanized Uh you know she took him home loved on him and fed him a bit and then entered him into this competition and he ended up being this record breaking dog wow how cool is that that's you know it's so human of us to not see the true worth yes something to discard it and think this is worthless exactly actually it's not yeah that's right because the staffies um like they look dangerous sometimes you know and people are like i can't have this around my kids and some of them are but you know majority of them are just beautiful dogs that want to be loved yeah they they, (laughs) they love the humans so much that's it yeah Yeah. so sweet so i i wish i could grow the dog pound and just rescue like the most mangiest looking horrible dog um but i have allergies so yeah i need one of those hyper hyper allergenic special dogs but yeah Yeah. anyway (laughs) yeah well there are dog stories for today good news stories i think so weekly fluff love that stuff yeah (laughs) well thank you so much for sharing with us we're going to come back after this song with some um it's a bit more a serious story about isis and uh, and also the kardashians of all things getting involved with drugs this is carly fletcher in the name of jesus Salvation in the name of Jesus, in the sweet name of Jesus, just claim his name and his righteousness, he'll stand for you.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Australia. It is a wonderful Thursday morning here. Well, I mean, at least not bucketing rain right now. No, it looks pretty nice outside. <laughs> you know, the sunset this morning as I came over that hill. The sunrise. Just, sorry, sorry. Yeah, my yeah. bad. My bad. Yeah, sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite end of the day, Mon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a magical sunrise. And do you know what? Lyle, Lyle won't let me um, say, because you know, every morning he asks me what I'm grateful for. Uh-huh. And to be honest, the first thing in my mind is um, when I walk to work, there's yeah. this hill right, yeah. right at the end, this last hill I climb. And from it, you can just see this amazing vista and the sunrise simultaneously. And I just love it and the fog and everything. But Lyle says I can only be thankful for it once a week. (laughs) 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 Trying to curb my enthusiasm. (laughs) That's so funny. Yep. Okay, Taryn, I have some some serious stuff to discuss with you. Okay. Um, and this this actually disgusts me uh-huh. quite quite severely. Um, so I don't know if you heard about the Sydney teenager who, um, you know, he's been encouraged to join ISIS, um, apparently uh, by people in Australia. So he's been in jail for a while now. Um, he's only nineteen years old. Um, he was jailed in Lebanon, and uh, and this was quite a surprise to his family. Apparently, so mm-hmm. he apparently, um, he, you know, he's from Sydney. He's he spent the last nine months now in uh, Lebanon's notorious Romaya jail. I don't know how pr- quite how to pronounce it, because um, he had intentions uh, of traveling to Syria wow. from Lebanon to to join ISIS, and um, he was uh, arrested in um, by Leban- Lebanese security forces in the northern city of Tripoli. Tripoli. Yeah. Uh, in, on August 31st last year, uh, which is just less than two weeks after he secretly flew to Lebanon, which um, really shocked his uh, his Sydney wow. family. So just, you know, just mm. secretly just packed his bags and flew to Lebanon. No way. And um, yeah, and so they, 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 made, they made a statement last year, uh, the internal security forces, and they said that the teenager, he's only like 19, he's just a, teen, just a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, he's only been identifying himself as AM, AM, um, but his name is... Um, Isaac El Matari. Mm-hmm. Um, forgive me if I've mispronounced that. But yeah, he's just, he's just a few days away from um, going across the border to Syria. Um, and he has been uh, monitored communicating with terrorists, including a, um, a, a, a foreign ISIS coordinator about his plans to join the group. Wow. So over the past month, past, past few months, um, Mr. Batari has been brought before uh, Lebanon's military tribunal and has been uh, interrogated by the country's intelligence agencies. Um, and they say that he has provided information about Australian ISIS fighters and supporters and funders. And um, and so he's – they're deciding what to do with him. And the Lebanese um, – <clears throat> from what we understand, the Lebanese authorities are now preparing to deport the teenager to Australia. And um, wow, where he's expected to come under, you know, obviously yeah. a severe attention of Australian counter-terrorism authorities. I mean, I, I already kind of have beef with that because I think, do you know what? If you want to skip the country and go join terrorists, yeah, fine. But you're never coming back to yeah. Australia. Like, if you want to go, great. But we'll take your Australian passport on your way out. Yeah, and see you later. We don't want no terrorists in our country. Yeah. And, um, you know, especially because it's so obvious that that's what he was doing. Yeah. There's no question about it. But this is the part that um, particularly disgusts me. Um, uh, they, they were interrogating him on like, you know, how does a young kid come to the point all the way over here in Sydney, Australia, mm. to be wanting to join um, to ISIS? Yeah. And so uh, they've obtained a summary of his interrogations um, you know, which was prepared for the military judge who heard his case. Um, 
you know, and, and he, apparently the teenager was saying that he, he wanted to join ISIS because he was shocked by the bloody repression in, a, in, in Syria. Mm-hmm. And then goes on to say that he was encouraged to join ISIS in Syria by a Sydney man, uh, Abd, Abna Baradaji, who is the head of an Australian charity called Dar al-Quran Wasuna. Wow. Yeah. So there's this charity... And apparently it's masquerading as a charity. It's like a front. Okay, right. And it yep. actually recruits um, and fundraises for ISIS. Wow. So and this is which is, and this charity it's, it's supposed to be it's based in Sydney and Tripoli, and uh, and it's just, it was established yeah to raise you know apparently to raise money for Syrian refugees. Uh-huh. But um, the Lebanese uh, authorities have actually accused several of its members for fundraising and recruiting for ISIS. Wow. And. Um, They've Lebanon. Lebanon's uh, military has actually issued arrest warrants for uh, Mr. Baradaji, the the head of this, uh-huh. this charity, uh, a few years ago. What? And yeah, yeah. And he's still yeah. yeah. And wow. they 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 issued the arrest warrant in absentia on allegations for fundraising for jihadists, and uh, and uh, and other members of this charity have also been charged in Lebanon, including its founder um, of the Lebanese arm, Ibrahim uh, Barakat. Uh, who was arrested in 2015 and uh, and described himself to Lebanese interrogators as the religious leader of ISIS in the country's north. Wow. So that's the guy who founded the charity. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I'm I'm really disgusted that we should have, you know, this charity and there's like there's videos and stuff of uh, of this fella uh, Ibrahim Barakat um, you know, making videos thanking Australians for their donations for Syrian refugees. So, but the money goes straight back into ISIS. Is that what they think? That's yeah. So this is this is the uh, the allegations that have come out. This is the allegations uh, made by this nineteen year old kid who is now in you know in deep doo doo uh, for wanting to for for leaving the skipping, skipping yeah. the country secretly to go yeah. join ISIS, um, and also uh, accusations from uh, the the uh, from Lebanon and. Um, and also from the mouth of the guy who who founded the charity, who was arrested in 2015, you know, him he himself claimed, you know, to be the the religious leader of ISIS in the country's north. So, so that's it's pretty damning evidence, yeah. And it's pretty destroying because you know I think Australians they don't. <sighs> I think they don't always understand. I think people don't yeah. always understand exactly what is happening in the Middle East. There's so yeah. much nonsense and garbage yeah. happening over there. And they don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Mm. They, they don't want to say all Middle Easterns are terrorists exactly. and let's get them out of the country. Yeah. You know, I think Australians are quite fair. Yeah. And they want to say, do you know what? It doesn't reflect everyone. Yeah. There are some goodies and there are some baddies just as there are like in any country. In, yeah. And in, in any religion in as any well. faith. Yeah. yeah. And so I believe that Australians would have been generous in giving to Syrian refugees and, uh, and and wanting to help that cause, yeah, and yet here we are. I feel like it's almost like we've been slapped back to yeah, square one. Yeah, it's like one. a betrayal here. Yeah, yeah. You know how are we supposed to know? Yeah, when it is we are or aren't supporting terrorism. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's t- 
disgusting that we actually have to even question that, right? Like when people put charity in there, like when they're a charity, when they claim to be a charity, like you trust them. Like, well, I do anyway. I'm like, oh yeah, like they're doing good things. But it obviously, like it's not always like that. There are some people out there that just use the charity as a front to do their own, have their own evil agenda, do Mm. whatever they want with the money to launder it, whatever they want. Um, And as we see with these people putting it back into ISIS, like obviously, you know, it's stories like that that make people mistrust charities. Yeah. 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 It makes you sort of double, like double, like you know, kind of question like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Like... I give to Adra. Yeah. Um, and so that makes me feel safe because, you know, it's the Adventist Development and Relief yeah. Agency. And uh, and I trust that. And I also trust uh, Asian Aid, which is another charity yeah. that I that I support. Those are the two. Um, but when I hear stories like this, like if I had been giving to this charity, I would – I probably would stop. I mean, especially because like even though it, this charity has now been um, – it's been targeted by Australian police. Yeah. Our counterterrorism police actually. Um you know, and, and the members' homes were raided. And, wow. and they're claiming that they're making these claims that Lebanese authorities, they're torturing suspects and forcing them to give like false evidence. And, you know, yeah. everyone's accusing everyone, right? Yeah. Um, but the fact that the, the Australian, you know, intel, uh, intelligence should be um, now looking into this and, and raiding homes and that kind of a thing. And just to give you an idea, like, they're talking about amounts of money like $13 million. Whoa. Yeah, that they're saying now has, instead of being used for charity, has been funneled into terrorism groups. No way. Um, yeah. And so the crazy thing is this this charity, Da Al Quran Wa Sunnah, it continues to operate as a charity in Australia and is still registered by the Australian really? Charities and Non for Profits Commission. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's disturbing, and um, I'm disgusted. I'm I'm outraged. If yeah. you're outraged, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM is the number one eight hundred three two four eight four three. If you have an opinion about this, certainly give us a call and let's have a chat about it. You know, I don't want to I don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. No. I want to believe there's still yeah. good people. Um, you know, from the Middle East and the Syrian refugees yeah. do legitimately need help. help. They do. Le- How do we help them? Though? Exactly. Yeah. If you have an answer, if you have an opinion, give us a call. Um. I do say I I definitely would recommend Adra though I love Adra yeah and uh, they're a great they're a great charity to give to and you can even go visit their headquarters and chat to them to their face anyway we're gonna be right back with a extremely interesting interview about child soldiers this is Gavin Chantelier all you're asking for. Just like the roses in the rain. Your love will bloom in me and bring All you're asking for Oh Lord Like the rain you cleanse my soul Oh Lord Like a stream Flow through me Without you here I know I'm nothing I need your love to make me whole All I do could never bring the life you give I need you here I need you, Lord 
no one come between our love But nothing else control my heart Only you, my Lord Oh, Lord Like the rain, you cleanse my soul to Faith FM Australia. We're here. Um, we're about to do our interview. But before we do, Taryn, why don't you hit us with another clue for the quiz? All right, kid, okay. So it's a what book am I quiz. Mm-hmm. And the first clue was I tell the Benjamite men uh, I tell how the Benjamite men took their wives from the dancers at Shiloh. Mm-hmm. The second clue that we um, saw was a quote. If Baal really is a god, he can defend himself when someone breaks down his altar. And the third clue is Gideon's call by God to deliver Israel from the Midianites is found here. What book am I? 1-800-FAITH-FAITH-M is the number to call. I do know what. I got a text from Lyle and and he was saying that he got it after the first three words. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at those first three words, the first three words were, I tell how. I'm not sure how Lyle thinks he got it off. I tell how. Yeah. Yeah, Lyle, don't fool us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after the Benjamin men, you know something Maybe about dances. Lyle always gets to work before I do. Maybe he looks at the answers. <gasps> Maybe he like, goes ah. through and looks at all of the quiz so answers. So you, Lyle. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> we are most pleased um, to have our interview today with um, the CEO of Asian Aid. I think we just we were just saying how um, you know we we're just talking about charities and trustworthy charities, and I was. Um, I was upholding Adra and and um, Asian Aid, and Wayne Allridge is actually the CEO of Asian Aid. There you go. Uh, welcome to the show this morning, Wayne Allridge. It's good to have you here. Hi, good. Oops, hello. Are you there? Are you there, Wayne? Yes, good morning. Oh, there, oh, there we go. Just dropped out for a <laughs> yep. second there. No, I was still here. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you back. 
Um, <clears throat> so we're going to be just, we we actually had you on a week or two ago, and we had so much to discuss with you that we thought, you know what, we're going to bring it back on regularity um, because there's so many topics that we wanted to dive into and uh, and learn more about and know more about. And um, today we're actually going to be discussing a really serious topic. We're going to be talking about child soldiers, and you know, ah, I, I guess. Okay. I guess I just wanted to know, like, when people say child soldiers, like, you get this little image of, like, a little, you know, little scrappy mm. kid wearing a... Uh, like, about five or six yeah, with a gun strapped to him. Yeah, and, wearing yeah. a camouflage uniform. But w- what exactly is a child soldier? Um, ch- child soldiers are uh, individuals under the age of 18 that are forced to take part in hostilities around the world or do roles, things like spies or messages, be lookouts. Mm-hmm. Um, children can also be used as human shields or <sighs> used in propaganda um, issues. Like you see what's going on around the world um, where children are actually put front and center um, in a lot of different issues around the politics uh, going on. So you say so there's, a lot, there's a lot going on. <laughs> You, you mentioned that it happens around the world. What um what countries are child soldiers mainly um, found in? Predominantly in in um, in Africa, uh-huh. but but there are also um, evidence of child soldiers in places like Syria, um, in in Nepal, in China, um, in places that you see a lot of conflict going on yeah. um, in the Middle East. You you have you have children. Like in Palestine, um, also being re- not um, coerced into into becoming part of the fighting forces. Um, there's a there's a lot going on, and uh, my I, I've spent 30 years overseas uh, working in different countries, and I've been to a lot of countries where these child soldiers are, and it's it's very very sad, very. Yeah. Um, so you know, when, shocking to see what happens to them. When you said they, they're used for propaganda, so I'm guessing this means that they're used to um, to gain funds, to gain funding. Is that what happens? That yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're often um, – children are often exploited in many different ways. Um, we're, we're running a campaign at the moment on um, every, no child should be a slave, and slavery, modern-day slavery, is a very big issue in the world at the moment. Um, child soldiers or children being recruited – um, in countries of conflict is also a very, very serious um, issue that's going on around the world. I think Save the Children, who I used to work for, estimates that there's probably about 300,000 children presently um, uh, within this category. Wow. So we just want to be 100% clear. These children have not chosen to become soldiers. They've been, they've been forced in one way or another to become child soldiers forced or coerced or um, manipulated to the point that um, if they run away um, they'll be killed or, or, or things will happen to their families um, it's, it's very very but I, um, I would yeah, go, I would go further I would go further and say that if any child wanted to wanted like of their own volition to join I think it's I think it's uh, poor um, a, a child a child should never yeah, be allowed should to. never be put in that solution exactly. it's against uh, child rights it's against human rights yeah because they have no idea um, what they're getting into and adults should have the responsibility to not even allow it, even if the child wanted exactly to. So, exactly and and these these children um, you know are in many ways brought into these forces um, and then you know co- uh, what say bra- you could say like brainwashed into the mm. fact that 
killing is okay. Um, and if they don't kill, they'll be killed themselves. So you have a lot of things that happen. Um, girls also get um, raped um, and brought into these to be cooks and, and, and supporters of, of, you know, a lot of these forces. So there's a lot out there. It's not just a child in a camouflage uniform with a gun, but it's children being brought into um, these situations where they actually forced to become things like, you know, suicide bombers or spies or, you know, couriers for people running information, you know, cleaners and girls are forced into sex slavery for different types of things. But primarily it's about being compelled to go against their wishes or against the rights of that individual into areas of conflict. So how, how are they, how are they, how are these people um, actually getting hold of these children? Are they, you know, cause these aren't their parents, right? How do they, how do they, um, like do they just roll up and steal them off the side of the road? Like how does it, how does it work? Um, there's many different avenues. Um, yes. One, one unfortunately is that they go into places and, um, you know, basically, um, yeah, take the kids away from there and, and will in many ways kill the families um, in, in course to do that. In other places, it's children that are left alone or have got, you know, kind of having a, a strong family mechanism around them um, where the child is just basically taken um, into a place where people say, well, we'll look after you and then they're turned into... Um, what would you say, messages or, 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 or killers in many ways. Um, I've, I've met a lot of young children um, who were classified as generals and, and majors, um, and they were way under the age of 18. And, and the things that you see them do is just just very horrific. Wow. So, you know, when, when you get a child soldier, you know, is this a permanent situation or do they get released at some point, you know, when they become an adult, an adult soldier, are they no longer useful then to these people? Um, the hardest thing um, for, you know, dealing with these child soldiers is the rehabilitation that they need to go through. Mm. Um, there are There is a very serious lack of rehabilitation programs for children like this. And so after a child's been, you know, um, considered a child soldier or a victim of, you know, war in that case, um, it's very, very hard to, to take them through a process of recovery. Um, and so a lot of children, you know, some children leave, some children just continue to kind of fight and others, become, you know, fall into the poverty trap because mm -hmm. there isn't other um, areas that those children can go to. So there's a lot of agencies out there doing things for children that are victims of conflict, victims of, you know, of of what would you say, destitute or, or, or war, um, but there's certainly not enough being done for them. Um, and the, and the, the, the best thing to do is to, to do things to avoid children or to prevent children from yeah. being falling into those situations. So what um, would you suggest are ways that, um, you know, that can be prevented? Well, it's, it's, it's looking at organisations and looking at um, agencies that actually help one, looking at prevention um, of um, children entering into very vulnerable situations like child soldiers, like slavery, like um, victims of, you know, um, abuse or exploitation. Um, and, 
and where you can look at preventative, it's it's a, so much, it's less um, money. It's it's a lot cheaper yeah. to look at prevention, whereas rehabilitation takes years and years and years oh, for sure. to really work with these kids. Um, and and as I say, it's all it's all over the world. For for us, where we're focusing primarily on children that are you know kind of either orphans or um, victims of, of of very harsh poverty situations, yeah. um, and Asian aid, you know, is not not the one primarily focused on dealing with victims of war. Um, but I, I think it's just as it's as just as serious as the other areas that we are dealing with in India, Nepal, and yeah. in Bangladesh. So these kids, I mean, you said before that sometimes they leave, like when they get older. So is that, do they just walk out or do they have to like escape or, you know? And, and also I want to know who, like what exactly are the, the names to these organizations? Like what is a particular army that's, you know, doing this to the kids? What's the, you know, what's the, what's the name of the bad guy, so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to you want me to parade him in front of it? Um, <laughs> um, I'm just curious look, to know, like, what kind of a cause is is attempting to recruit children to fight their fights for them? I just I'm actually quite disgusted by that. Yeah, well, look, you've probably seen on the TV, you know, countries like Congo um, in Africa, uh, where you have the likes. Of I think it was Thomas Dilio, uh, and then you had you had Charles Taylor in Liberia. Um, a lot of these guys have already gone in front of the criminal court um, in Den Haag in in the Netherlands. Okay. There is there is a there there are laws set up, and there is a international criminal court that actually tries and convicts um, the leaders of a lot of these um, gangs. Um, in, in different places, like Soma- you know, coming from Somalia, South Sudan, Afghanistan, uh, Myanmar, Yemen, um, different places, you have different groups, and from and it's not just rebel forces; it's also government forces that um, often bring um, individuals into their programs for different different things. So, the list is long, but there are a lot of organisations out there that are trying to do um, good for these guys, like uh, like organisations like War Child, um, Save the Children, um, um, just just to name just to name a few, uh, International Rescue, Rescue Committee, um, Child Soldiers International. There's a lot out there trying to do stuff um, for these kids, and and organisations like Asian Aid and and Adra, we we look at a lot of the preventative and the child development programs mm. that um, are targeted to try to make children less vulnerable to, you know, being coerced into things like this. So what what can the average Aussie do about it? I mean, sitting here, Taryn and I are so far from the Congo or mm. from Africa and have no concept of what it's like to be involved in any part of this war. You know, what can we do? Um... Listen, don't change channels. Um, when, 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 when children are being talked about um, in their vulnerable state and are being used as human shields or are being yeah. used and misused, um, don't change channels of TV. It is the reality of life. Um, and, and, and there's always avenues to, to do something about it. Like for in H&A, if you gave us 
fifteen dollars. Um, that that's enough to keep someone to keep a child out of slavery for a week. Wow. Um, you know, it doesn't take a lot to to to, to do something. What it what it what I don't um, you know find very healthy is when people just turn their backs. They don't want to hear about these things. Yeah. They don't want to discuss these things. Now, child soldiers is it, only, as I say, it's three hundred thousand. It's a lot of individuals, but there's forty million um, so-called slaves around the world, mm. um, and and a child soldier is is considered a child slave. Mm. Um, a child soldier is being so an individual under eighteen that's being forced to do things against their will, and they're not being um, given their rights as a child to grow um, and be empowered to make choices for themselves. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Wayne. I really appreciate you shedding some light on child soldiers around the world. And if you, dear listeners, would like to donate to um, to Asian Aid or to one of these uh, charities, we are going to put the details up on our Facebook and, uh, and on our Instagram. And you can check out there just the simple things that you can do here in Australia um, to help the cause around the world, which is you know a really important one. No child should ever be in slavery. No one should ever be in slavery. We're going to have a break and uh, we're going to have the 8 o'clock news and then we're going to be back with our encounter with God.
Mon. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile.
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.